podcast episode of Car Sells 101. All right, so it's been about two weeks since I recorded podcasts, but um, life's been busy, uh, obviously because of the, you know, the COVID nineteen and the coronavirus. However, um, I've just been busy in general, so you know, watching after the kids, kids staying home and stuff like that. So I do apologize that I've not brought you a podcast, but I wanted to make sure I brought you something good and some power and some thunder. Um, and the other thing is I had a review that sit there and said that he did not enjoy me chewing gum. So I'm going to stop chewing gum when I record a podcast because obviously it's excruciating to hear. So we'll not be doing that. All right. So if you want to reach out and connect with me, uh, Tony story, S T O R I E. Uh, and then, uh, Tony story on Facebook, T O N S T O R I E, uh, on Instagram at TNT dad, two, seven, two, eight at TNT dad, two, seven, two, eight. And then on LinkedIn, and Tony in parentheses, Anthony, last name, story. All right. And then other than that, if you get good content and good value out of this, I mean, there's about another 100 other episodes before this, but uh, please, please, please write a review and share it with somebody you know, whether it be through, through uh, DM, private message, text message, whatever it may be, just share it with somebody if you'd like to post it and then hashtag car sales 101. All right. So as we all know, what's been going on in the market basically is that... Um, you know, the coronavirus is struck and, you know, whether you believe it's something massive or not massive, it's still important to what's going on in our society um, because it's, it's, you know, it's obviously some sort of epidemic. Um, you know, I think we should worry about the flu just as much as we worry about this. However, you know, this is a very aggressive, uh, it seems like a very aggressive virus. So uh, with that being said, the change, everything's pretty much changed in the whole entire market, right? So the, what we used to not think was possible is now possible. You know, for instance, at my local restaurant that I go eat at, which is Gringo's, you know, or even the restaurants in Texas alone, you couldn't pick up liquor, you couldn't pick up a mixed drink. Well, now they've made that accessible and easy for you to do, right? Uh, the other thing is, is, you know, cars, you know, we haven't been able to, to deliver them like usual, but now we have. So there's a lot of things that have changed in the car business, right? And so I've talked about this for a whole entire year, a whole entire year. Uh, and not that, you know, I could see the future or whatnot, but I predicted that something like this, I predicted that something was going to force us to all change, whether it be this or something else. Um, we can't forget how we changed the market, how the market changed us and how we're going to move going forward. Sorry for the burp. So real quick, if you're a salesperson, sales manager, finance manager, uh, I kind of want to give you all some stuff and top topics and tips on how to not really just sell in this kind of, not to sell just in this marketplace, but to sell in the overall marketplace, okay? So uh, I'm reading a book called Magnetic Marketing by uh, Ted Kennedy, Dan Kennedy. Um, I read a lot of books, but the thing is, and I read The Purple Cow by Seth Godin, um, but the thing is, you know, I think we out there try to attract a certain customer or we try to attract every customer, right? And just whatever falls in our lap is whatever falls in our lap, right? So what I'm trying to say is, is when we put anything, anything kind of media or marketing out there, whether it be you as a salesperson or the dealership, we try to put this huge net out there, right? Uh, like if you were trying to catch, if you were trying to catch a fish, right? You put this huge, this huge net that covers the whole entire ocean, right? Well, we all know that first of all, there's no net that could cover the whole entire ocean, but the ability to lower it, close down on it the fish would get out, the fish would meet, would see it, they would move, and they would get out of the way. And that's what happens typically in the car business or in any business in general. When you lay this net out to try to catch people, whether it be your, which you want it to be your customers, 
that net misses people because they know how to see BS, right? And so when it comes to what's going on right now in the car business, the whole COVID-19 and the coronavirus, you know, you need to sit there and show deep empathy or sympathy uh, with your customer. First of all, you know, I don't think it's no joke because I don't want to see anybody pass away or die from this, uh, but I don't want it to destroy our economy. So there's a double-edged sword to that. However, you know, the businesses, the whatever dealership and brand you work for, you know, they've done some pretty aggressive things like 0% for 84 months, you know, giving rebates, no payments for 90 you know, 90 days, six months, whatever it may be, they've done aggressive things, right? And is whether they're capitalizing on the market or they're just trying to help people. We don't know what the underlying circumstances, but they've obviously struck a, struck a chord with some customers. Now, what this leads me back to is whenever you're sitting there and you're trying to market to your customer or you're putting out a Facebook post or you're doing whatever it is, you need to find out what kind of customer you want, right? You know, if you're going to sit there and you're going to address the fact that, you know, you're going to take $10,000 off of a car or, you know, you're going to sit there and have a $299 lease payment, who are you trying to attract, right? Uh, and I'm going to go into how I think you should deliver the vehicles and all that stuff here in just a little bit uh, because I want to kind of dial down to where, how you get that customer to come to you, right? Whether it be through COVID or coronavirus or something else, you need to create a, a direct marketing idea of what kind of customer you want. For instance, uh, I'd listen to podcasts. It was Car Sales Millionaire where the one of the girls, I can't remember which one it is, but listen to that podcast. Listen to that podcast. You'll eventually hear it. Uh, one of the girls decided to you know, make herself uh, known. She went down to the local fire department. She made herself known in the fact that she learned how to become certified in installing car seats, right? So what she tried to do was hit a, a, general, a specific market of females or just mothers in general. And so what I'm trying to say is if you're sitting there and you just want to sell lifted trucks or you want to sell diesels or you want to be Diesel Dave or you want to be, you know, um, Escape uh, Emily or whatever it may be, you need to figure out who you want to market to and who you want your customer to be, okay? So now that we're in the, in the market for the COVID-19 and the coronavirus, uh, just like anything, you need to find out what customer you're directly marketing to. And, and now it's all about sanitation and safety and stuff like that. But you also want to hit the customer up as, as it's a better time to buy than ever because of the simple fact is the economy is going to bounce back and it's going to change. Hopefully. Knock on wood. Let's knock. Uh, hopefully the economy is going to change. It's going to come back. It's going to rebound. So no payment for six months is one of the most awesome things that any manufacturer could do. The other thing is that you get 0%. Now, you know, anything, every, anything and everything that I ever tell a customer is 0% um, is 0% is 0%, right? You can't beat 0%, right? Whether you're giving up all the rebates, you get all the rebates, Ford's done something pretty impressive. You know, you need to make sure you, you address that and, and, and specify to the customer uh, what it is that you gain from buying a car in these times and stuff like that, okay? So, now with that being said, um, if you as a manufacturer or you as a dealership are advertising, uh, for instance, if you're getting internet leads and you're an internet salesperson, you're, you're a manager, understand this is going to happen whether you like it or not. Just like uh, Airbnb, um, Airbnb just, they, they, they got around the whole entire fact of hotel fees, blah, 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 and they just made it more simple for people to rent out their locations to other people, right? Same thing goes for, you know, Uber. Uber wasn't the fact that they beat out the taxi service. They just were able to work around the taxi service. Uh, and so the thing is, you have to think outside the box. How am I going to get the customer 
to simplify the process through purchasing with me, right? Uh, today I was going to get my back uh, readjusted and you know the funny thing was is you never listen to somebody until you actually hear their side of the story and uh, my, my chiropractor sit there and goes, you know, the reason why I like to shop online is for the simple fact is I can walk away from my computer, right? So if the negotiations get intense, he can get up and walk away. What does that mean to you and to me whenever we're sitting there and we're on the phone and we're trying to get the customer to communicate with us? How are you communicating with the customer? I like to communicate with the customer via text more than anything um, because I think you can address things a different way. The other way is I like to uh, communicate with the customer, I like to do it via video. So, okay, here's how I'm gonna make it very simple, very easy for you. When a customer puts an internet lead in, and if your website allows you to build a whole entire deal, make sure that deal is in congruence or in, in the same fashion of what you do at your dealership. If you do have added fees or add-ons, make sure those are on your website whenever they're, they're able to build their deal, okay? We do that at our dealership. Make sure that discount is what you're able and willing to do, okay? The other thing is, is whenever you're working the trade-in, make sure you look at the trade-in offer that they put in. Make sure you look at what the value was and how they said the condition was because that's gonna make a lot of changes and the simple fact, well, hopefully my kids don't come in here, but that makes the simple fact in that, you know, uh, how you're gonna uh, go at the customer or address the customer in the fact, hey, look, the trade-in that you uh, was quoted was this. However, this is the, the, the trade-in value that we're getting on your vehicle based on what you said versus what the actual condition of the vehicle was. So make sure you understand that, all right? Uh, when you work that entire deal, there's no system out there that I know of other than like maybe Roadster or whatever it is that can work a whole entire deal where they can pick out their financing options. Uh, with what we use is AutoFi, they can select if they're interested in these products. However, the simple fact is they should be able to build out, build out that deal that should transfer to you. When you get that internet lead, don't act clueless. If you're able to log onto the website, see whatever it is, the database, sit there and, and the next step should be if the customer has a trade-in, what can I get the VIN and all that on the vehicle so I can get all the numbers together? Because what they're not worried, if they, they're gonna give you the objection when you send them uh, the first text message, so they might object to the price. However, you know you know what the next step is because you wanna make sure that trade-in value is correct, right? All right, guys, before I go any further, I'll get back to this, but give me one minute. Let me record my commercial break, and then I'll be right back. All right, guys, I am back. That was my one-minute commercial break. So. Going into the step of, of where the customer has submitted the internet lead, they worked the whole entire deal, um, that's when you try to find out the trade value. Now, now, before you do that, let me rewind, get back to where I was. You need to figure out what the next step for the customer is, right? Obviously, make sure there's no price objection. Uh, if they've submitted the credit application, whatever it is, find, hey, Mr. Customer, I saw that you worked your whole entire deal. Just wanted to find out what the next step for you was. Well, I want to come in and purchase the vehicle. I have to be in and out of there in less than 30 minutes. Okay, great. What I'm going to do for you is I'm going to sit there and um, uh, I'm going to sit there and I need a couple things because there was a trade-in. It didn't provide us with the VIN. I need your VIN and I need the exact miles of the vehicle. If you can send me some pictures, that would be great. Once you do that, all right. What I did as a manager is I worked up the whole entire deal. I sent the deal to the customer. Hey, if this all looks good, let us know and we'll have everything ready for you. At that point, you should not hesitate uh, to get the vehicle cleaned up and do what's next in the process. I always tell, what I'm telling my salespeople, what I've told them you know, for the last, I think, six months or four months, 
really is when a salesperson, when a customer sets an appointment, much like when they set an appointment at getting their teeth cleaned or when they go to a doctor, you need to, you need to solidify and hold that appointment for that customer. So what that means is when the customer comes in the dealership, you need to make that process smooth and, and, and simple for them. I know that we sometimes deal with the fact that, um, that we, Tatum, get out of here. All right, now that I am back, uh, my daughter wanted to sit there and ask me to put the bike, the lights on her bike. I am back. So the one thing is, is uh, what I was talking about was, uh, I don't remember. The customer, <laughs> the trade and value, what the next step was, don't hesitate to start moving everything forward. Um, if you have a manager that's a good manager, like me, just joking, uh, if you have a manager that's a good manager, you need to sit there and, and push them to do the next step. You know, uh, I always ask for the driver's license, insurance card, uh, and I, what I try to do is make that process very smooth for the customer. I then give it to my finance manager. Hey, the customer is going to be here roughly in about 30 minutes. Just make sure you have everything ready. When the customer arrives, what they do is they go straight into finance, and then they make their purchase. They're in and out in 15 minutes, and then they and then they leave. Right? Make sure all those processes are step, set in place. The everything from if you have to deliver the vehicle, or you need to set up the phone, set up their sink. Make sure everything's simple and easy so that a customer is in and out in less than 30 minutes and they don't have to deal with all the um, uh, back and forth and stuff like that. So ultimately what your whole entire goal is is to make it convenient for them because that's what Amazon does, that's what Uber does, that's what Airbnb does, right? They make everything convenient for them so that they don't have to sit there and think about a whole lot and that's what your, that's what your job is, okay? Now the next thing is customer puts the internet lead in. They don't want to visit the dealership, okay? And they don't, you know, they want to sit there and have everything done at their house. Don't shy away from that. You know, at that point, the next step should be uh, make sure your dealership allows you to have access to uh, put trades in the system. Uh, but that's what you definitely need to do. Ask that customer, would you like me? Would you like me to bring the vehicle to you? That way, you can take a look at it, uh, test drive it in your own convenience. And what I'll do while I'm there, I'll get your vehicle appraised. While you're there, you should be able to sit there and log into whatever system it is. We use V Auto. Log into that system, um, have the manager at the location uh, evaluate that trade. Don't hesitate to drive that vehicle. If you do get the internet lead, drive that vehicle, find out you know what it is um, that, that's wrong with the vehicle, what's good with the vehicle, and relay that back to your manager. At that point in time, uh, make sure you have a good you know um, line of communication with your manager because I've done it three times I've been able to work, uh, I've worked it two times. I've worked quotes for the salesperson, sent, them, sent, them to, sent them to him via email, text message, uh, whatever it may be, be to, to make that as convenient for them, okay? Now, once, you get in that, once you've gotten that done, you then take that vehicle back to the dealership. Uh, if the customers agreed on numbers, take that vehicle back to the dealership, get your finance manager involved, heavily involved in calling that customer uh, make sure that they don't want any additional add-ons or features or anything like that. Um, don't hesitate to have your salesperson or your finance manager or your sales manager um, FaceTime, get on the phone with the customer, do whatever it may be to help solidify that deal, sell the product, and move on. Once that is done, what we're doing nowadays is not the right way to do it, but we have salespeople going to deliver that paperwork uh, and taking a picture. That way it solidifies the contract. That will not hold up in a court of law, just to let you know. Uh, however, if you're at a dealership, I highly, highly, highly suggest that you um, get everybody 
that's a salesperson that's going to act that's actively going to get involved in this to get notarized. The reason why you want to get notarized is that two different parties are going to sign at two different times. You need to notarize the fact that your finance manager signed, and you need to notarize the fact that the uh, customer did sign. So please understand, notary is the way to go, and what's going to come, what's going to happen in the upcoming future. Um, the other thing is you should be able to docupad. Uh, those are some suggestions I'm going to make at my dealership. We should be able to have that ability to sign digital documents on the DocuPad. If I can sign for digital documents on my house, the same thing should be said for the um, Carbide experience. Now, with that being said, you know you should have different um, uh, stipulations set in place, whether it be three days from the purchase, seven days from the purchase. If you're not happy, we'll return the vehicle. However, we're going to charge you for X amount of miles, blah, 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 blah. And that needs to be set in a clear path, a clear stone. Don't sit there and back out of it because that's the, you'll open it up for everybody else to be able to do that. Okay. Once that's all said and done, those are some clear steps to get you past not only this, but the market is going to change, guys. The market is going to change and you need to change with it. If you are a salesperson, you need to have that ability to be mobile to your customers and not have your customers come to you. If you're going to have your customers come to you, have it set up much like a doctor's appointment or a dentist appointment that you value your time, right? Um, if you listen ever to listen to Frank Cronite or Crenitti, or if you listen to Ali Rada, they're much like doctors. They like to prescribe the medicine to get you the solution to your problem, whether it be your sickness, new car, whatever it may be. That's what they're there for. Okay. So uh, other than that, you know, I don't have too much more to talk about. This is a relatively short podcast, but I wanted to put something out there for you guys because I know I've been kind of uh, under the radar and stuff like that. Haven't really had a whole lot to talk about. Uh, until this has happened, it's come to light. Um, but the one thing is, guys, you know, you have to think ahead of the market. Me as a manager, I know my position is not going to be there forever. Because the simple fact that Tesla, along with uh, Carbona, has really eliminated my position. How do I eliminate my position from a franchise dealership? And how do I make myself more valuable to the dealership and create a new position that has never been thought of at a dealership? And that's what you truly have to do. If you as a salesperson are going to be better, in my my opinion, and I've seen it work at other dealerships, not really my opinion, the salesperson needs to be the only focal point of contact at the dealership unless you want that that um, that salesperson to send them to finance at that point in time, right? So there's, there's, a, there's a small line, uh, much like Ali Rada. Ali Rada does all of his finance paperwork too, but there has to be that fine line is, what is the next, how are you going to sit there and better yourself and qualify yourself? So if you are a sales manager and you're listening to this podcast, you need to teach your salespeople how to pencil deals because what customers don't want to do is they don't want to go back and forth. They don't want to sit there and, and get that big guy, Mr. Oz or whoever it is in the sales tower. What they want to do is they make that, they want to make that process as simple as possible and they don't want to sit there and spend all those times at the dealership. If a salesperson has to give up, the more they have to give up, the more gross they have to give. I've known from my experience is that salespeople, if they see their gross, they're more than welcome. Well, they're more than likely to hold that gross uh, when they're negotiating with the customer. So, if you as a <clears throat> manager have salespeople underneath you, and you think you have salespeople that are qualified to work their own deals, I highly, 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 highly suggest that you do that. That way, it eliminates that step for you, and it makes you more available to other salespeople that need that help, okay? Um, because 
as many of y'all that are listening to me, because uh, hopefully all y'all are salespeople and some of y'all are managers and finance manager, the only position in the dealership that is not capped on income is a salesperson, okay? The salesperson income is never capped. They can go wherever they want. They could probably even make more than an owner sometimes. So understand the only income in the dealership that is never capped is a salesperson. They have the roof as the sky is the limits. Uh, other than that, guys, um, if you want to reach out to me, I've, I did I did actually build, a, I've built several websites, but I did, I've developed a website for Pedigo, um, which is a company that we partnered with to build a bike. And I've actually gotten about five to six leads off of phone sites. Uh, I'm just starting to sharpen up my skills, develop a different kind of layout for each kind of um, market or target customer I want to hit. So if y'all want to learn how to generate your own leads, please hit me up. I'll, avail, I'll give you my affiliate link and you can test it out for 14 days. If you like it, great. If not, I'm just telling you, you being able to generate leads to yourself is going to be what's going to be your success, is what's going to lead to your success in the future. So other than that, um, reach out to me on that one. All right, guys, um, if you want to reach out to me on Facebook, Tony Story, S-T-O-R-I-E, on Instagram, at TNTDad2728, and on LinkedIn, Tony, in parentheses, Anthony, last name, LinkedIn, Tony, in parentheses, Anthony, last name, Story, S-T-O-R-I-E. If you got great value and content out of this, please leave me a five-star review. I love all the five-star reviews. I got about 80 in the system. Um, other than that, if you if you think that you have an old geezer or an old person that can't learn new tricks, please share this podcast with them. If you see them in a rut, if you see anybody in a rut, just share this podcast with them. Um, please give me uh, give a shout-out to anybody. Uh, other than that, if you want to reach out to me and give me podcast ideas, I truly would love it because I'm running out of ideas. Not really running out of ideas. I really want to interview somebody. Uh, other than that, this could be the hardest five-figure business or the easiest six-figure business. Let that idea think in. And the very last thing is we all win when we all win. So please share this information with each and everybody you ever meet and come in contact with. Thanks, guys. Bye. Boom. Peace.